0: In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear saints of God, We continue this morning in hearing our Lord's words from John chapter 16. In, these, in this chapter and in the chapters that surround it, Jesus is telling his disciples and us, his church, the gifts that he will provide in the resurrection. He's telling us of the things that he will leave behind. Last week we heard that Jesus leaves with His church the joy of the resurrection. Next week we will hear that Jesus leaves with His church the Father and His love. But today, in the verses said before us, chapters 16, verses 5 to 15, we hear that Jesus leaves the Holy Spirit and His comfort. Verse 7, Nevertheless, says Jesus, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, to, to dig into the text we have to do a bit of language work, for this word that's translated here, helper, is quite a difficult word. It's translated differently in a lot of different translations. Sometimes as helper helper, sometimes as counselor, sometimes as comforter. The Greek word is the word parakletos, and it's a word that's not just used of the Holy Spirit, but even to describe the Lord Jesus in this passage, 1 John chapter 2, where John writes, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but if you do sin, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate, a, a parakletos, with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous one. So what do we, what do we take from this word? Paracletos? What does it mean? Comforter? Helper? Counselor? Advocate? The word comes from the courtroom. Imagine that you're on trial, and there's a judge sitting there, and you're sitting here, and there's someone that stands in between you and the judge. And this person speaks to the judge on your behalf, and they speak to you on behalf of the judge. This is the, the paracletos, the paraclete. And really we have two different functions of the word. Whenever, the, whenever this person is speaking to the judge on your behalf, he is serving as your advocate. And whenever he is speaking to you on behalf of the judge, he is then serving as your comforter or your counselor. In the mystery of the Trinity, we have this very thing, that that we stand before God the Father as judge, and Jesus has taken upon Himself the role of interceding on our behalf, of being our advocate, and He has sent the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to tell us what the word of the judge is about us. So we have for Jesus the the word advocate, and we have for the Holy Spirit the word comforter. Now, the most important thing to consider is what is the content of the the Holy Spirit's speaking to us. When He comes to us to say what the Father says, what does He say? But before we get to that, we need to simply ask the question uh, quickly, how does He say it? How does the Holy Spirit speak to us today? We're often tempted to think that the Holy Spirit speaks secretly with some sort of hidden message in our heart, and this sends us out now trying to decode our feelings or something like this to sort out what the Holy Spirit says. But we know from the Scriptures better than this, the Holy Spirit speaks through the Word of God, through the Scriptures, through the Word printed and read and preached. The sword of the Spirit, says St. Paul, is the Word of God. It's the Holy Spirit who inspired the prophets and who inspired the apostles to speak and write what they did. So when we want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, we look no further than the Holy Scriptures. But still the question, what does the Holy Spirit say? What is the verdict of our Heavenly Father's judgment in heaven? How does the Holy Spirit comfort us? Let me ask you about that, about this comfort. And let me ask you to consider just for a minute what kind of comfort you would like. How how do you want the Holy Spirit to comfort you? What do you want the Holy Spirit to say? Do you want Him to promise you something like this? You'll never get sick? Or that you'll never die? Or that our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones will never die? Is that the kind of comfort that we're after? Perhaps we want the Holy Spirit to comfort us by telling us that this life will be free from trouble, free from sorrow, free from crying, and free from pain. Maybe we want the Holy Spirit to comfort us that our children and our grandchildren will all grow old and live happy lives. Maybe we want the Holy Spirit to comfort us by telling us all that we're good people, that God is nice, that He knows how hard we've tried to be good and He will, some, for some reason, honor that. We might want these different kinds of comfort. But, dear friends, this would not be comfort. It would be lies. And Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. We do not uh, get to choose the kind of comfort that the Holy Spirit brings to us, it's not up to us. In fact, Jesus tells us what kind of comfort the Holy Spirit will bring, what truth he will bring. And this means that in the beginning, His comfort is at first not so comfortable. John 16, verse 8. Jesus says, And when He, the Comforter, comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin, because they do not believe in Me. The first way the Holy Spirit comforts us is by convicting us of sin. He shows us our failure, our unholiness, our unbelief. He holds before our consciences the Ten Commandments, and so we see clearly in a mirror our imperfections, our natural unrighteousness, Now, it's true that most people will live their lives without seeing this, without coming to grips with who they are. In fact, our sinful flesh is born with what the old theologians called the opinio legis, the opinion of of the law, which is that we have a good opinion of ourselves. The flesh talks like this, I, after all, am a good person. But the Holy Spirit breaks through this delusion with God's law and shows us our failure and shows us our sin. And when the Holy Spirit does this work, we see who we are and what we should receive from God because of that, namely His anger and His destruction. So the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. But this is not the end of the Holy Spirit's work. You know that if this was all the Holy Spirit was coming to do to show us our sinfulness, then the name Comforter would be a terrible misnomer. But you see that before the Holy Spirit can give us true and lasting comfort, He has to take away from us all of the false things that we use to comfort ourselves. All of the idols that we cling to. The thoughts of our own self righteousness or of our own goodness or whatever it is, whatever idols we trust to, whatever we have comfort in that's not from God, the Holy Spirit has to blast away to make room for true comfort. And then He comes with this comfort. Jesus says it like this And when He comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning righteousness, verse 10 because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Now this is the what we call the proper work of comfort that comes from the Holy Spirit. It's here that the Holy Spirit takes the judgment of God, the Father in heaven, and he brings it to us. Now we expect, and we deserve, to hear from the Father in heaven A word like this, you are guilty, you are sinners, you are condemned. But we don't. The blood of Jesus prevails in heaven. His suffering and His cross win the day. Instead of judging us as sinners, instead of judging us as unholy, Instead of casting us far from His face, the Heavenly Father declares us, declares each of you to be righteous, to be holy, to be perfect and sinless in His sight, to be forgiven. This is the Holy Spirit's work of comforting us And this is the comfort that matters. No matter how bad things are on this earth and in this life, the Holy Spirit brings us the comfort that all is well with our Father in Heaven. That He is not mad at us. That He smiles upon us and that He loves us and that He will have us as His dear children in this life and in the life to come forever and ever and ever. This is the comfort that matters when our life is coming to an end. When we breathe our last breath or when those that we love die. This is the comfort that matters that the Holy Spirit Comforts us by showing us the righteousness which Jesus won for us on the cross, that He he declares to be our own by faith, that He gives to us. This is the comfort that brings us from this life to heavenly glory and the face of Jesus and His smile that we will stand before forever. The Holy Spirit brings us this comfort, declaring us to be forgiven. And finally, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, will convict the world of of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Concerning judgment, verse 11, because the ruler of this world is judged. As soon as Jesus says those words, that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of judgment. We might be afraid. We, we brace ourselves. Here it comes. We heard of His righteousness, but now comes the judgment. But look at the text, and look who's judged. Dear friends, it's not you. It's not you. All who believe in Jesus have passed from death to life. They will not come into condemnation, Jesus says. There is no condemnation, writes St. Paul, for those who believe in Christ. You have passed from judgment. It's the devil who's judged. When Jesus dies on the cross, He dies there to destroy not you, but the devil. And He saves you by that death, by that blood, by that pleading and suffering and dying. And His cross and His blood is what matters in heaven. It's it's how the Heavenly Father will speak His verdict of innocent, of holy and righteous to you. So Jesus, our Lord, has sent to us His Holy Spirit. And he comes, not to destroy us, but to comfort us, to forgive our sins, to give us the promise of everlasting life and peace and joy. And this is our comfort in life and in death all the way into the life to come. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.